0: The West Live. The West West Live with Ben O'Shea. The West West Live. Making news. And joining me in the studio is Sunrise correspondent Matt Tinney, here to count down the 23 biggest stories in 2023. Today, we're going to do numbers 14 to 11. (laughs) And so this was a fascinating news story in 2023, right at the start of the year. And it might have slipped off the minds of a lot of people, but do you remember in the middle of January when a tiny radioactive capsule went missing in Outback (laughs) WA? It was lost off a truck. It's very small. Uh, It's around about six millimetres in diameter and eight millimetres high. It had casium-137, a radioactive isotope, and it was being transported 1,400 kilometres from a Rio Tinto iron ore mine near Newman to Perth uh, for processing. Uh, And remember when it went missing at the time? It fell off the back of the truck. It fell off the back back of the truck, and it took like maybe a week or so before we were notified that it was even missing because I think they maybe hoped that it would just turn up. And then didn't they use a car to try to detect (laughs) the radioactivity? (laughs) they, They brought in. So the authorities brought in specialist search crews, um, yep. Firefighters, nuclear science specialists, um, and this special equipment that could detect gamma radiation from uh, 20 meters away. And the plan was to load this equipment on the back of a car uh, and drive the 1,400 kilometers. Right. But it was considered such a difficult thing to find this capsule. Needle it was in like a haystack. A needle in mm. a haystack. And it made global news. Like the BBC, CNN, everyone was reporting on this It was tiny, on the side of the road, tiny wasn't capsule. it, It was <laughs> yeah. yeah. two meters from the side of the yeah. road, 70 kilometers. From uh, the mine where it was originally set, the search groups have quite literally found uh, the needle in the haystack, uh, and so they probably could have found it in a day uh, if they'd used this equipment from the start. Uh, and it took them a week or so, but they awesome found it. Would have been awesome if they put it like in the WA Museum or yeah, something. I know, amazing, amazing. Yeah. Um, so that was that was to me one of the one of the yeah, weirdest like surprise stories of mm. the year. On February 6th this year, a 7.8 magnitude earthquake struck southern and central Turkey and parts of western and northern Syria. It was the largest earthquake in Turkey since 1939 and was felt as far away as Egypt. Now, do you remember the the vision that we got mm. out of that earthquake? It was just absolutely shocking. <laughs> Widespread damage over an area roughly the size of Germany. Um, an estimated 14 million people in Turkey were impacted. 1.5 million people were left homeless. The death toll now, looking back on it, was just under 60,000 people. Uh, 50,000 in Turkey, uh, nearly 10,000 in Syria. The deadliest earthquake um, in present-day Turkey since the year 526. And remember, it had a, quite a political fallout as huge, well. Huge, huge yeah. political fallout. You're absolutely mm. right. Like the, the damage bill Was estimated at nearly 150 billion US yeah. dollars in Turkey And there were a lot of criticism Of the Erdogan government Over its response um, Over politicising The earthquake response And also the corruption And negligent management Of building codes Building codes, codes yeah Because uh, do you remember All of the stories that came out After the yeah. earthquake And people were like Well, you know Basically they had amnesty periods Where construction companies Didn't even have to get Buildings licensed yeah. They could yeah. just put up Whatever they want And then all these buildings of course, fell they down in the earthquake and mm. killed t- thousands of people. Um, disgraceful. And then Erdogan then won the next election. Yeah. So obviously people didn't hold it against him that much or he found a way to weasel out of it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was that was one of the really tragic incidents in 2023. <laughs> Now, one story that has really dominated state politics in the news cycle this year has been the ongoing saga surrounding Bruce Lerman, um, who, of course, was accused of raping Britney Higgins in Australian Parliament in 2019, which is something that he has always very strenuously denied. Um, this year, he sued uh, Lisa Wilkinson and her employer, Network 10, over an interview they broadcast with Brittany Higgins on the project in 2021, um, where He alleges he was defamed. Um, In December, ACT prosecutors dropped the charges against Lerman in that case uh, against uh, Brittany Higgins, saying that a retrial would pose an unacceptable risk to her health. Um, As I said, he's always denied the allegation. Um, He pleaded not guilty uh, to one charge of sexual intercourse without consent. Um, But now this civil case against uh, Network 10 and Wilkinson has brought the matter back to the fore. Uh, We've seen daily coverage. Uh, media outlets doing live blogging of everything that's said in court Um, and the burden of proof is very different uh, in a civil case Mm. and so we've seen Network 10 um, trying to uh, say that they had the defence of justification in other words they're arguing that the imputation that that Lerman raped Higgins is substantially true they're also arguing public interest Um, but as a result we've seen some uh, fascinating things come out Uh, secret audio recordings Mm. um, testimony from uh, various uh, Colleagues, former colleagues, former um, uh, political staffers, it has been something that has captured the attention of the nation. I can't necessarily say that overall it's a positive, though. Uh, Not, I don't think there's any winners in this case whatsoever. Um, And what disturbs me about it is I can't help but feel um, that. It makes victims of rape question whether they should, should come, come forward. forward or not. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Uh, it certainly uh, is is dragging everybody through the mud, including Brittany Higgins. Um, and that case will continue uh, for a few more uh, days and weeks to come. 11. Climate change was a story that just kept rearing its head in 2023. It will be the hottest year on record. Do you remember all the times we spoke about a new record being set? Oh, oh this we is. We spoke about climate month. change so much yeah, this, this year. this is this. Yeah. Oh no, now is a new hottest week, yeah. a new highest temperature ever recorded uh, by the Copernicus Climate Change Service. Um, and so, the official declaration that it was the hottest year on record was made weeks before the end of the year, yeah. which has never been done before. Um, and then on top of that, you had all of the impacts of. Climate change. You had those terrible wildfires in Maui, uh, the yeah. wildfires in Canada that impacted yeah. Euro- air quality, Europe, Europe as well, yeah. um, and then it finished off this huge year in climate change news with COP twenty eight that just happened um, in December in the United Arab Emirates, and that probably was pretty symptomatic of the climate change debate this year. A lot of good intentions, yeah, um, not a lot of tangible uh, action, um, and so we'll go into twenty twenty four not really a whole lot better than we were in 2023 when it comes to dealing with man-made climate change but something has to be done because you know you look at that 1.5 degree increase threshold and the catastrophic impacts that that will have on the world um you know that could come sooner rather than later unless we do something You've been listening to The West Live with Ben O'Shea. If the story behind the story matters to you, then you can count on the you to deliver.